right, episode 73, Illini Basketball Podcast. It is the day before the beginning of the season. So it's like Christmas this is, Eve. Yeah, this is, uh, this is our third season of the podcast. The first season was, you know, good until it wasn't. Last season, same thing. Uh, this season, we'll see. Uh, they're opening the season in a different way than last season, kind of a more normal way. You got a couple of games against teams that, you know, aren't there. Great. Very, very much, no. <laughs> but you can't overlook the opponent. But what the hell does it matter what we think about the opponent at this point? You know, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll get into that a little bit later. Illinois, Jackson State tomorrow night at uh, 7 p.m. Central on Big Ten Network. Hopefully we get to hear, you know, the great Stephen Bardo, who's, you know, pretty much the best broadcaster ever for, for my for my money at this point, right? Um, Absolutely. We'll get into all that. But uh, there's a few Absolutely. other things that have gone down. Mm-hmm. So – you know, Kofi, I guess, is where we have to start, right? Uh, I think that that's the biggest news right now. Yeah, uh, definitely. Going to miss three games. Uh, I think that people were predicting that he could miss anywhere from two to ten. So I guess three's okay. Uh, although that, you know, the NCAA is a, a joke, right? I mean, that's kind of the... Yeah, I think that's what people think at this point. I don't think yeah. they're wrong in thinking that. I don't, And I don't think there's any... There's not a talking head out there that thought that this was good. There wasn't... I mean, I didn't hear anybody say, oh, good job, NCAA, for doing this. And um, here's the thing. Don't you think at some point they should think, oh, the Gavit game schedule stinks, so let's take the best player the playing best the Gavit player. games out of it. Great, right. that'll make it so much better. Yeah. I, Stupid. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, maybe that's why they're, it's only three games. So he'll, he'll be back for the Hall of Fame classic. I don't know. I don't understand the NCAA when it comes to this stuff. I mean, Oklahoma State's getting screwed too. Uh, and that dates back to when Underwood was there. So I don't know. Um, is it going to matter for these three games? Probably not. I mean, maybe. I mean, Jackson State, one, Arkansas but... State. Yeah. I don't think it's going to matter. Marquette's probably going to be the toughest game without Kofi. Um, my thing is, do, do, is it going to affect his, you know, national player of the year chances? I mean, he probably would have averaged 30 points, 20 rebounds in these, at least the first two games. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you Marquette's, know Marquette's wise, just a name at this point. Marquette's right. just a name. So I'm not too worried about that. I told you uh, about their front court. There's nothing much going on there. But uh, that's kind of good for Illinois that the fact that the three games he's missing, you're not too worried about those in terms of right. missing him. You can still win without him, obviously, the first two for sure. Third one, who knows? I don't know. Marquette's probably going to be a very slow starting team that probably gets better. Yeah, throughout the season, so I think Marquette lost a lot of the players, right? So, well, Garcia, who they wanted Illinois, who all the fans wanted, went to North Carolina, so he was their best player. They did get more sell, you know, from Maryland, yeah. So, you know, surprising that he left and went there, but uh, looking to see him again, yeah. Um, and I guess you, you know, you gotta take you know, look at what might be good out of this, Omar Payne, um. It's going to get minutes. Uh, he's going to get his feet wet, as they say. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't start. I, you know, I, I, I don't know if he will or not. I feel like he may start. I was I starting. Yeah. Um, or they start Hawkins at that, at the four or five spot, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. They're going to be a different team. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they play without Kofi. Um, if Omar does get a lot of time, you know, that should be okay defensively. Um, shouldn't change much on that end because that's kind of where pain thrives. Um, I, I did have to pull this out because we've talked about Underwood before and, you know, Hawkins would play, you know, 20 minutes, one game, then he'd play one the next game. And, uh, after the, uh, last exhibition game, Underwood said, Omar's going to have to contribute at a much higher level. That's on me to get him there. He said that he didn't plan on playing him for only nine minutes and wanted to see more from him off the glass or on the glass. Um, I, I mean, if how do you forget? I, I just don't understand this. But um, Underwood's been known to do it. I think Payne's going to have you know a lot more time. How much Brandon Lee do you think we're going to see? Hopefully, uh, 
couple minutes at the end of a game that's a 30-point game? <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's going to get time in these games. I really do. I, it might be 10 minutes, but I think he's going to get some time. So, but. I can't wait kinda, to complain about that tomorrow night. Yeah. If that um, I, I wrote down Underwood's statement about Kofi. I'm not going to get into it. It's way too long. Um, so, if you guys want to find that, it's out there somewhere. Uh, he basically just said that he was kind of disappointed with how it went. Um, you know, Kofi did donate all his money to charity um, from what we know. So I, I don't know if that helped his time or if it did anything at all. Um, but uh, I did also want to throw out that Kofi's been spotted around the Springfield area. So he was at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. He was at Papa Frank's. Um, there are rumors that he might come to other restaurants so I guess he's making that money back that he probably gave to charity. So you want to come to our podcast? I don't know. Area? Maybe maybe if he comes to next time he comes to town, we can have him live in person. Yeah, that'll never happen. Um, <laughs> I think since a lot of people these days are into uh, hit pieces and doing targeted pieces at people or organizations, we should do one about the NCAA and how they hate charity. I feel like that's kind of a, a thing you could do. I, everybody knows the NCAA yeah, Sure. Right. Mark Few gets one game for what he does. Kofi gets three. It's just stupid. Yeah. I don't get it. And, and I'm I not get even it. – it's yeah, whatever. I yeah. Know. I mean, the NCAA doesn't, doesn't get to make that choice, I guess. That's on Gonzaga for only giving him one game. So – I don't know if it's we can uh, blame the NCAA for that. No, but it's just an optics thing. It's it's stupid. I don't sure. understand how Kofi gets more than two at this point. I mean, kind of surprised it was only three, just knowing the track record of the NCAA and how much they suck. Yeah, I but, just um, I don't think that they wanted to keep him. I mean, he's literally one of the faces of the NCAA. So the fact that he – I mean – I guess they had to had to do it, but I mean, what about the coaches that have clearly made violations that they haven't done anything to, or those teams? <coughs> well, wait, <coughs> Bill Self, this <Yeah. coughs> goes on and on. Exactly. Jesus. So, but I guess it's easier when when it was blatant, and you know, Kofi waits three weeks. Maybe it all changes, but um, he didn't. And the moral and- of the story is that the NCAA still sucks. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's what you can take away. They're they're still not looking out for the players and whatever. So, and he can't even call it amateurism anymore because it's not. I mean, the guys are getting paid. So, this is what it is. Moving on, Kofi. We'll see you after Marquette, buddy. So, when's when do they? Don't they uh, not play? It'll be the twenty second. Yeah, it'd be the first game of the Hall of Fame. Yep, because they play on the uh, the ninth, and then uh, quick math the twelfth. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifteenth and twenty second and twenty third. So, yeah, he'll get he'll play two games between now and uh, fifteen days. So, you know, could be worse. Not great though at all. Yep. In Subway socks. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, on to some commitment news. I know that you were super excited about this. Absolutely. Uh, Marez Johnson has committed to Illinois. Uh, he's class of 24, so that means he is a sophomore right now. Uh, he's anywhere from between 6'7 and 6'9, depending on who you ask. Uh, he's at St. Rita, so he's a Chicago guy, um, and he plays for the Mean Streaks. This is Tim Anderson's first big commitment. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, it it's – a good two years before he can actually sign, I believe. So, uh, and, and the guys that are freshmen right now, like Goody and Plummer, or not Plummer, uh, Melendez and uh, Pazimski, those guys will be seniors when this kid's a freshman. So, and I'm sure everything will go fine and he'll be at Illinois. Yeah. So, uh, he had some other offers, some pretty good offers, Ohio State. Texas, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. He did come and visit Champaign, and uh, then he went and visited those other ones and said that he was ready to commit as soon as he left, but he kind of wanted to go do his thing and see what's out there. Um, He said, uh, quote, it was nice. I love Coach Underwood and Tim Anderson. I love the campus. They have some new stuff being done to the school. It was great. 
And then he also said, quote, the feeling I got when I put on the Illinois jersey was like no other. So he uh, he loves Illinois. So that's good. Right? That's good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, most uh, guys are saying he's top 50 all the way up to maybe top 30 once the rankings in this sophomore class come out. Uh, borderline five-star player. Um, some say that he's the best player in the state in his class. Others say that he's number two. And then uh, I saw Prep Hoops Online has him as a as a top five recruit, regardless of class, as of now. So um, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. Uh, he can handle the ball for a for a big guy. He can you know get to the hoop, and he he makes stuff happen around the hoop. So. Um, your thoughts, class of 24. I know that you love super early commits. So, yeah, those typically uh, do work out for the Illini. Definitely. AJ Store, what a what a player he's been for the Illini. Uh, yeah. The other dude whose name I forgot, Bass or whatever the hell his name was, he was yep. good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it always works out. And uh, I don't understand the, the idea that you have to, not, the, not that you have to commit this early, but what's the point? Um, I, a lot changes between now and then. I agree. Um, and, and, you know, there's Twitter was pretty much, you know, all in, you know, you know how hyped the line I Twitter gets. And there were people saying, Oh, don't be hyped. Uh, why are you so hyped? Um, I think a lot of fans are seeing this as good for Illinois as in, you know, they have a Chicago kid that wants to commit early, basically securing his spot is what, they want to call it. Um, I I think that I, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that Illinois is getting Chicago kids, um, you know, high ranked Chicago kids. Am I excited that he's class of twenty four and we got to wait two years before he can even sign? Not really, because like you said, a lot of stuff can happen. So he should reclass to twenty three. I think they already ruled that out. So he's good though. If he's good, why not just do it? I don't know. I thought that's what happened these days. If you're good, you just bump right. it up a year. Did you know like, that you can reclass to the class after now too? I saw somebody did that. Very interesting. I, it's, uh, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I AJ Casey's got to got to come here, right? Come on. I would hope. If he doesn't, then the program should just fold. <laughs> now it does help. That he's from that Johnson is from here, that yeah. helps. Yeah, because uh, if it's like a dude who's from Indiana, <clears throat> Reggie Bass, you know, I just don't think that that's going to work out. Right, and uh, I think that he has two other kids that from St. Rita's that Illinois is going after. They came, he came to uh, Champaign with. So, you know, he's going to start recruiting for Illinois, I would assume, and and go from there. Um, I did see that. Uh, Robert Rosenthal at Ally and I, um, he pointed out that this was the earliest commitment since Jeremy Richmond. So that was, that was, that was good. That, yeah. if that, that guy, if that makes you excited, you know, but well, you know, um, I think there's a lot of proof out there that it's good to get the kids from the hometown or from the state, but it can also be very bad. So, that's kind of like anything, though. I think that's a yeah. quote that a lot of people. Can we use. show this comment? Like can we blur out the f word? Um, we can't do that, but we can show it. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't really care. Um, but you know, there's examples of in-state recruits coming here that were supposed to be good or supposed to do something, who stunk. And I think Mark Smith's a perfect example, right? So, so I figured a way to get him into the episode this time. So there you go. Uh, that one didn't work out clearly because Mark Smith sucks, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wish him uh, good luck at, at Kansas state. So we were able to get him in really within the first 15 minutes, of the episode, which is pretty good. Very yeah. excited about that development. But, um, anyway, you know, hopefully he comes here. Merez Johnson, Morez, Morez, Merez, however you want to pronounce it. Everybody knows how to pronounce Johnson. I almost said Jordan, Michael Jordan could come here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully uh, he comes here and uh, doesn't, you know, back out like a couple other dudes that I know of. Yeah. So, yeah. 
best of uh, best of luck. Yeah. Don't get hurt in high school either. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I just want to talk about the the IUPA uh, exhibition game. I guess not scrimmage because there's a difference. Um, Illinois ended up winning 94-79, but they were not crisp. Um, they but, stunk. Is kind of how it. You know, they they only won by 15. Which who cares? It's an exhibition game. Um, this says Trebello had 10 turnovers, which doesn't even seem real. Uh, 14 points, 12 assists. So a double double. Well, actually, if you think about Curbelo's numbers in that game, he had a triple double considering the 10 turnovers on top of it. So a nice triple double for him. But uh, apparently, he got teed up with Hawkins. I don't remember this. I don't remember. I don't remember Curbelo getting teed up. I do remember Hawkins because he he turned around to the other bench and apparently said, You effing suck. So here's the problem. That's how he got teed up. Here's the problem with that. (laughs) Number one. It's an exhibition game. Okay, please. Number two, no shit, they suck. It's (laughs) Nobody's ever heard of them or any of their players ever. They're not even going to sniff like five wins this season. I don't know. They were were, were not bad. Um, Yeah, for an exhibition team, sure, they were fine. For a D2 school, I mean, you know, Underwood said that they would would challenge him, and they did. Um, But, yeah, Curbelo is is, (laughs) – I mean, it's Curbelo, so he does. He's I, he's probably going to average what five turnovers a game. Yeah, I'm starting to get the feeling that this is a, an extremely boomer bust team for most of the players. Yeah, like Hawkins and Curbelo could really hurt you yeah. in a game, or they can really help you. That's kind of. But outside of those two, you know, I feel like the others are fine in terms of that, but. I, I'm all for playing with emotion and getting excited and stuff, but number one, it's an exhibition game. It's against a school that nobody cares about or has ever heard of. Right. I don't know why we're doing that. I don't get that. And I'm not trying to sound like an 80-year-old, oh, Illini Facebook group person that I always rail on, but it just seems dumb. It doesn't seem like there's a point to it. Save it for real games. Save it for games against Michigan or games against Iowa or teams that we don't like. We don't need to be doing this to a program that we could probably walk on to at this point. You know, it's just like, come on. Yeah. I think that it was, I think it was good because, you know, the guys got to realize that they're not just going to go out and dominate people. And I think that it was good for Underwood to be able to tell them about it. Um, Underwood did make, I already got him. Underwood did make a statement about, uh, you know, I hope the fans and people notice that, you know, how much we missed DeMonte and Trent because of their defense. Um, the DeMonte was out and then Trent hurt his arm. Uh, he came back for a little bit and then didn't play anymore. And then Hutcherson is, well, I guess we're going to talk about that later, but uh, he was out with a tailbone. Just kick him off the team. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> he can't stay healthy. What is the point? It's, it's stupid. Uh, I'm done with him. All right. Get him out of here. Okay. Well, it's too bad it didn't work out, but clearly it's not going to work start out. Start that Twitter trend. Hashtag kick Hutcherson off the team. Yeah. I <laughs> great. Great. All right. Um, more recruiting news because I know how much you love it. I do a lot, actually. Uh, Ty Rogers has named his top four uh, Memphis, Alabama, Michigan State, and Illinois. Which means that it's going to look like he's going to go to one of the other three, and then all of a sudden he goes to Memphis. So there you go. And then he wins nothing because Penny Hardaway can't coach. Go ahead. And he gets the bag. Um, Yeah, Tim Anderson has apparently been up to practice to watch him. Um, Illinois is very in on trying to get him. So a lot of people are saying that after the Maresh Johnson, a lot of people are saying that uh, Ty Rogers would probably probably commit this week. So – We'll see. Um, nothing's nothing's final till they sign the paper. So, uh, Jeremy Fears, class of twenty three. Jeremy Fears Jr. announces top eight: Illinois, Michigan State, UConn, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Memphis, Mizzou. I don't know if we. I don't know if Illinois has a shot with Jeremy Fears, but um, I, I've definitely heard of him many times. Yeah, I know you really care. Okay, uh, class of 22 commit, Jaden Epps uh, played really well 
over the past week. Um, I, th- I thought this. I thought his name was Damian Lillard. Isn't that what everyone said? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. It's, uh, his little brother. Um, he oh, went for. Cool. Went for I don't know 30, how they have different last names. That's weird. He went for thirty nine in the first game against Overtime Elite, and then went for uh, thirty three the second game. He had thirty one in the second half. Uh, he. <laughs> 14 to 29 shooting. I don't know. You know, that's not great, but uh, he did play well against Overtime Elite, which I don't have you heard of Overtime Elite? This is the first time I really no. paid attention to it. So, Overtime Elite is basically a place for kids to go now. Um, they just started, they have three teams, I believe. Um, and every kid is guaranteed $100,000 minimum. Um, so, they're basically like a a warm-up for them. It's like a our alternative to G League, except they're seniors in high school right now. Um, Is that legal? Yeah, I don't know why. If they're not going to the NCAA, does it matter if they get paid when they're in high school? I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's, so, uh, it's, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's cool. It's interesting. And, and uh, so, uh, and then three players that are on uh, – Epsis team have went have already signed up to play at Kanye West Donda Academy. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, I'll give um, that a year and a half. And then but it's the the biggest part of that is JJ Taylor, who is a kid from Illinois, who Illinois is highly you know after, has uh, said that he is going to go to Kanye West Kanye West Donda. Academy. Where is that at? California or something? I don't know. Where's Kanye live? Who the hell knows? <laughs> so yeah i don't i mean it's weird um but but if if he's scoring against you know if he's scoring 34 a game against teams like that that are all elite players i'd say it's pretty good and people are saying that by the end of this year he should be uh top 50 i think he's sitting around like 70 right now 64. If he doesn't ever, if he doesn't come to Illinois and decides to go somewhere else, do you think Illinois is going to become like the poster team for getting players when they're not that highly ranked and then losing them when they are highly ranked? Yeah, highly ranked. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that he's going to sign. Like, when when is signing day? Signing day is like this week, isn't it? Or next week? Or. Don't know, but he Early sign. signing period. Big trouble if he doesn't sign. You tell him. You tell him. In terms of the look, it doesn't look good if you keep losing recruits. I agree. I am 100% on that. Um, Maybe it's on a result. <laughs> I just thought we'd throw this out, out there. Uh, Io has been playing really well in the NBA. Good for you, Io. Io is 6 of 6 in the comeback win against the Celtics for 14 points, 4 rebounds in 22 minutes. He's playing late in the game when the game matters. Um, and then uh, he had an interview after that game, I believe. And it was all about how Underwood and Illinois got him ready for the NBA. And I swear it was every other tweet on my time feed. What do they call it? I don't know. Twitter feed? I don't even know. Timeline. Timeline. Is that Twitter feed. Facebook one of the two. Yeah, anyway. So it was all over there. Um Hopefully that'll help with recruiting. That's what everybody's kind of thinking. So, well, I will say this: and it, and I you just, probably watch more IO than me, so go ahead. I I think he looks fine. I mean, I think he looks better, and he's playing a little bit more than I think a lot of people thought, including us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's contributing to a team that looks good. I mean, I don't know how good they are. Uh, I definitely think the Phoenix Suns are a much better team, and they should have drafted them. <laughs> but um, you know, I will say this: their schedule wasn't. Hasn't been hard yet, right? I no, mean, I mean they played the really they played the Sixers and lost yeah. to them, I think. But uh, you know, uh, I can't stop thinking about how disappointed I am that they lost in the second round last year, and the fact that it wasn't a tournament the year before that. I mean, that's just so stupid, right? Because you have is Illinois ever going to have in the next like thirty years? Are they ever going to have two players as good as Io and Kofi were last season? On the same team, I don't think that's ever going to happen again for this for this program. Yeah. Like Curbelo and Kobe this year, Curbelo is not going to be what Iowa was. Right, he he's not the 
as of right now, he's not the finisher. Uh, and it's not like they were the only two good players in the team. They were so deep last season. So disappointing. It really is. And I love to bring that up on the eve of the season. Reflect on that for one really last good. moment. Uh-huh. Reflect on it for one last moment. Think about, oh my God, we're never going to be that good again. And then move on. Yeah. And then we, you know, sweet 16 this year, we're better than last year, right? It's national championship runner was fired, probably. That's, that's my thought. Thin ice. He could he could go seven and twenty-four and he'd get an extension. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's gonna be here forever unless he wants to leave. I mean, he is there, already is here forever. Yeah, let's hope that they're not the uh football team in terms of you know, oh, huge win. Okay, how the hell did we lose to Rutgers? Okay, beat Minnesota. Makes a lot Lost of sense. The Northwestern. <laughs> Stupid. But uh, what do you think, before we get into the Jackson State game, mm-hmm. reflecting on Underwood's time here, what do you think his signature win is? The deep question. That's what we do here. We ask the deep questions. I got a couple in mind, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I want to define it as signature win or like best win in terms of what Underwood did yeah. in a game. I mean, the 23-point spanking at Michigan – that's probably um, the number one, yeah. Yeah. How about how many times they've bent Wisconsin over? Yeah. The uh, the one at Madison before COVID, that game, that was a huge win. The Northwestern game, even though Northwestern stinks, last season when they were getting destroyed by Northwestern in the first half and just obliterated Came them back. in the second half, mm-hmm. that was sweet. Uh, other than that, I mean, they've, they've kind of had like a thing where they've kind of owned – Multiple Big Ten teams, aka yeah. Iowa recently, Purdue. aka Purdue, mm-hmm. Michigan. That could stop this season, though. Yeah. And the teams that own them, Michigan State. I would say that his biggest win, though, is Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. But yeah, that's true. That was a For, great game. And his best, you know, his best NCAA tournament game, Drexel. That was a great game. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that one really, really Drexel. set him up for for success. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. Jackson State better not lose this game, or we're gonna have some serious issues. <laughs> it's gonna be on super thin ice. Um, I'd probably fire him before the game is <laughs> over if they lose that. Yeah, uh, Jackson State lost their uh, leading scorer last year, uh, Tristan Jarrett. He's playing in the G League, I believe. Um, I think he averaged like 26, 28 points. So uh, lost all their scoring. Uh, last year they were twelve and six, eleven and zero in the SWAC. However, they did not win the SWAC because Texas Southern played thirteen games and went thirteen and zero. If you remember Whoa. Texas Southern, this guy with the sweet shorts. Yeah, Michael. Uh, <laughs> damn it, Michael Weathers or something. Yeah, he's uh, he transferred somewhere. I think. Let me let me let me get this one for you. Yeah. He uh, he plays for SMU now. He's twenty four and he's still playing. <laughs> You think they have that short of shorts at SMU? Absolutely. Probably he gets, them, he gets the, them done specially. Probably against the religion or whatever, though. Having that short. We could get way into that if you want. No. Um, no. So, <laughs> so he uh, he played Oklahoma State. Uh, where did he start? I can't even find where he started. He played at Oklahoma State? Pretty sure, yeah. Dang. That's where he went, and then he went to Texas Southern, and now he's there. So he's pretty much Jalen Coleman-Lance. Guy gets around. Yeah, Texas Southern, shout out. Don't know why we just spent a minute on them, but why the hell not? Why not? Oh, um, Yeah, so. I like how you put shorts in parentheses here. <laughs> well, that's how I remembered the team. They made the tournament, so, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, well, they beat, uh, they beat Jackson State, and then they beat the number one team in the SWAC. I don't can't remember who it is. Who did they, they they played in the 16 seed playing game, right? Uh-huh. I don't know if they won that or not. I can't remember. I, I don't, can't think, remember I don't think they did. I'm gonna find that out while you go ahead. Okay. Um, Very important information. So I so I kind of tried to put together a possible starting five for them, um, going off last year's and some transfers and stuff like that. So this is what I got. I could be completely wrong. None of these guys might start. I don't know. The one that I will say is gonna start is Javius. McKinnis, uh, he's preseason SWAC first team and was voted defensive player of the year to start the season. 
Uh, he's six seven. He, they he had, they have him listed as a forward slash center. Um, he averaged twelve and a half points per game last year with thirteen point two rebounds. Um, then you have Kevin or Ken Evans Jr. He's a six five guard, averaged four and a half points last year. Jonas James is a six foot guard who averaged almost ten points a game, uh, three assists, three rebounds. And we have Isaiah Williams, who is a six-seven forward that had almost six points a game, five and a half rebounds. And then Chance Moore, a six-eight, they have him sla- a guard slash forward, um, who is a transfer from Wichita State. He was a four-star out of high school, according to ESPN, and uh, he had offers from Butler, Dayton, and Virginia Tech. So, uh, kind of looking at, they're tall. Um, that, that's my, my biggest concern. I, I, are they as good as the guys we got? I don't know, but they are tall. So, um, McKinnis, I assume that, oh, if Omar Payne starts, he's going to guard him. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what the story, what do you think the starting lineup is going to be for Illinois? Okay. I got it ready. Yep. If Frazier plays, throw him in there. Uh-huh. Okay. Curbelo. Uh-huh. Easy. Sounds like DeMonte's back, so he'll be in there. Mm-hmm. That's where things get interesting. Since Hutcherson can't stay healthy, he's out of the question, obviously. He's not even on the team. Um, you got to start Grandison. I yeah, mean. Grandison. So the and question is, is Payne or Hawkins going to start? I feel like you got to start Payne, but I don't know. Okay. I'm very much into the idea of starting Payne. And I'll say this. Kofi would literally have 75 rebounds if he played this game. And 75 points. Correct. Yeah. Because they're, t- they're I mean, their backcourt's tall. Yeah, um, they're overall, they don't have anybody that's super tall. Have, yeah. But they got some bigger, yeah. you know, like Io would be very good for this game. Yeah. But he's and not I, here. So. And I think that maybe, maybe Payne starts just because McKinnis is their best player and he's 6'7 and a center, you know, more of the center type than a forward. So in Hawkins defense still is a little shaky for me. Um, then uh, Ken Evans Jr. He's a six, five guard. I have Curbelo on him just because I think Jonas James is a better scorer. So I would put Trent Frazier on him. Uh, Jonas James is six foot. So I think Frazier could handle him. And then I have Isaiah Williams, six, seven uh, Grandison guarding him. And then I have DeMonte Williams on the 6'8 guard forward, Chance Moore. I don't I know mean, what else you do. Like, you yeah. can't put Curbelo or Frazier on him. I mean, 6'7, six, 6'8, six, there's not much difference there. So, and then uh, Chris Freeman was the other guy that might come off the bench. He was at uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley last year, 6'6 um, six, six guard forward. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not going to be, you know, I don't feel like it's going to be a Chicago State type deal tomorrow. I still think yeah. that Illinois should have no issue with this team, even if Frazier doesn't play or even if Kofi doesn't. Well, Kofi's not playing, yeah. but, you know. Or Hutcherson. Like he matters at all. Um, I Why are you hating on Hutcherson? Maybe you should play a game, you know. Just play he a game. He played in the exhibition game, and he was unreal. Playing a game that counts. Uh, if you got any questions for us, send those and we'll answer them. He's got a bad tailbone, um, man. Jeez. Well, you know, what can you do? Uh, <laughs> who starts if Frazier's out, you think? Plummer? You just throw Plummer in there? Uh, I'll say yes. I'd, I'd go with a little more length if Frazier's out, though. Like, I would think about starting a freshman like Melendez. Yeah. Eh, I think Goody would probably. How tall is Goody? 6'5"? I think they're all six five, six six. Yeah. Why not throw one of those guys in there if Frazier can't go? Yeah. Why not? You started Miller all season last year, so you can start a freshman with no shame. True. And, and Miller was tremendous until he wasn't. So True. yeah. Uh this is gonna be an interesting game though. I feel like there's some uh, there's a lot of talent and a lot of length and a lot of athleticism apparently with this team. It's just uh they probably are the type of team that is inconsistent and can't put it all together. You better hope they're not consistent tomorrow night. Correct. 
And uh, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, Underwood did speak today, so you got that. I wrote a few things down via my contributions to this to this document, which were very good. Um, <laughs> All five he, bullet points. He did say Demonte's back. Frazier quote, good. "We'll see." Doesn't sound promising. I don't know why he went back sound. in into an exhibition game. That's right. kind of stupid. And I don't know why people said that he was he's good to go, and you don't have to yeah, worry weird. about him. So. Weird. Weird how people say these things, huh? Yeah. Uh, Hutcherson, shocking day to day. Wow. <laughs> man, is he ever going to play a game? Probably not. I hope uh, so, man. Underwood said this team is thirsty instead of hungry. A bit weird, but I'm not sure the difference. <laughs> Maybe he didn't give him any Gatorade during practice. Isn't that like, that's a, yeah, thirsty's kind of. Questionable thing to say by the head coach there. Uh, <laughs> he says the Jackson State is an extremely athletic that team that plays extremely slow, which just tells me you got Curbelo, just run the floor every single time. They're not going to yeah. stop you in transition nine times out of ten. Right. So, and then if you need to slow it down, you'll probably have shooters on the outside. Mm-hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. You think DeMonte is going to be like, not not where he was last season, three point percentage wise, but like anywhere near that. I don't know. Uh, I I think he's going to shoot more. Is the problem? And I don't think anybody can be that good again. I don't think he's going to be that good. But can he be anywhere near that? Because what was he last year? Like sixty percent, fifty something, fifty six. I'm stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nick says, I think Jay Neps signs this week. And then he said, we didn't want AJ Store or Reggie Bass. So obviously, but I don't even understand why they committed in the first place. Stupid. I don't know. See, and that's what I mean. That's the thing. That, that's the difference between a three star committing and a guy like Johnson, who is almost a five star, going to be right in the middle um, committing. That's what. That's where I think the big difference is there. Like those guys went somewhere else because we got Jaden Epps and Sincere Harris. So, yeah, anybody named Sincere is probably gonna be a sick player in college. If I Absolutely. Guess. Most of the big time names are weird names. Absolutely. Kofi Kofi's a perfect example of that. Okay. Chet Holmgren. I mean, what is that name? Paolo <laughs> Boncaro. What are these names? You know. Makes Drew Timmy sound like John Smith. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I have the Haslametrics and Ken Palm numbers, which we will be incorporating into the previews this season. We already did Haslametrics, but why not throw Ken Palm on there? I have it, wow, a subscription. Ken, so. Ken Palm in there? I have a subscription. Why not use it? You know, um, overall, these rankings mean absolutely nothing. I don't even know what they're based on. Maybe projections. Last year and who's I don't playing? think they're that much based on last year because okay. teams like Duke and Kentucky are super high. But uh, overall, uh, Ken Palm has Jackson State at 295. Haslametrics has them at 306. Mm-hmm. Illinois on Ken Palm is number four. They're number six on Haslametrics. Offensive efficiency, Jackson State 337 on Haslametrics, 347 on Ken Palm, so not good. Illinois number nine on Haslametrics and 11 on Ken Palm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Jackson State averaged 65.6 point points per game last year, which was 302 in the nation. And they and, had a player who went to the G League and averaged a ton of points. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, defensive efficiency. This is where Jackson State makes themselves somewhat of a worthy opponent in terms of that number, even though compared to Illinois, it's not even close. But overall, uh, 142 on Ken Palm in defensive efficiency, 182. On Asymmetrics, Illinois number two in defensive efficiency on Ken Palm number five on Asymmetrics. I'll say this. The most important thing for Illinois this season is defense. Where and, do you think, uh, like, not having Trent Frazier would put them in defensive efficiency? Do you think the number goes to, like, 20? Based off of, like, an actual game or just a projection? I don't Just, like, it, if you take Trent Frazier off the team, where do you think Asymmetrics would put Illinois defensively? 16. Okay. And Ken Palm 13. Nailed it. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like Curbelo, I feel like he's going to be a bit of a better on ball defender this season. I think he probably has learned a lot from Frazier and saw what those guys did last season. And he obviously is going to get some steals as well. I think there's no doubt about that. 
Um, but you know, Plumber's a pretty good defender, I think, off the uh, off the off the bench. And you got to think that the way that Miller grew as a defender last season, I think, can happen with other guys too here. Sure. Uh, Demonte, we know, is a good defender. Grandison. I don't even. I feel like Grandison's just like a Grandison. Sorry, wow, I almost I pulled at you there. Uh, yeah, Grandison's a solid, like solid defender. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Payne, you know, the reputation for Payne is that he's a really good defender, rim protector type. So, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of quite the difference in numbers here for these two teams. But the way that Underwood talks about them and the way they look on paper, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like Illinois is more like, you know, number five or six, and yeah. Jackson State's more like number 200. I mean, that's coach talk, right? It is. it is, but it makes you a little concerned for no reason, which is what I'm kind of feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, I think but, we'll, uh, I think it'll be all right. I hope this season kind of mirrors last season in terms of the first two games they dominate. In the third game, you know, they get tested. Marquette tests them like Ohio did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the good thing for that game was that Ohio ended up looking good later in the season. But uh, predictions, that is uh, where we go next. I don't well, I don't think that Jackson State is going to score very many points. That's why I say 82-57 Illinois wins. I got 85-69 Illinois. It's usually the other way around. You're giving no respect to the opponent. I'm giving respect I, to the opponent. Now we flip the script. Now you're just, giving respect. I, th- to I think this no game is going to be – I mean, no Kofi – Maybe no Trent. I mean, I think this game might actually be close for a little while. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know if what Trent's expect. out, I would probably move my score a little bit. But I'm just going to bank on the fact that he's playing. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, then I take no responsibility for my pick. I think we'll see. Is like basically saying he's not playing. So that's kind of what I think as well. <laughs> but. uh you know, it's good that the Illini folks out there, we just have such a good group of people covering it who really know everything, and then they're spot on all the time. And uh, there's definitely no paywall situations that you got to go through with these guys. They're, they're usually pretty sharp. Speaking of which, a paywall, if you are trying to write a hit piece and you use a paywall for it, how stupid can you be? Okay, that's number one. Number two, I mean, the questions that these people ask Underwood suck. So I don't need to listen to the questions without – I still know they suck. That's why I would never, ever want to be a beat reporter. Like, what is <laughs> – you can't even – it's stupid. Uh, and they do these podcasts that suck that don't even compare to our podcast. That's true. And the only They're beat reporter – the only media. beat reporter that we can shout out is Joey Wagner, who was on this podcast. He had the stones to face the fire on this show. Thanks, Joey. You don't give an F. Say whatever we want <laughs> on this thing. All right. Well, and uh, Jeremy Werner, that dude stinks. But um, you know what is going on right now? <laughs> I, I had to throw one at somebody. Okay. the first name that pops in my head. <laughs> Shout right. out Jeremy Werner does a great job. All right, Nick. Thanks for chat. hanging out. Uh, Nick said signature wins Big Ten championship and at Michigan. Correct, just like me. Um, shorter shorts than the girl that plays at Nebraska. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, with yes because they are short. So, but yeah, now that we've um, sounds like Nick really watches likes watching Nebraska women's basketball. <laughs> now that we've just raked every media guy over the coals, let's. Uh, I didn't say anything about that Richie dude who I probably should have trashed as well. <sighs> Jeremy Warner caught a stray there. That's on me. Um, I just, the first name that I thought of, I don't really want to name names for some of these people, you know, I feel like that's mean to name names, oh, on, on man. Some of them, but, uh, oh. what are we doing tomorrow for the game? Hang on a second. I got a couple more things to say here. Um, <laughs> the idea of being a beat reporter makes no sense. And let me just ask you this. Why do we have like 400 beat reporters for a college <laughs> basketball team? Don't we need like two or three and that's it? Like there's like 300 people to cover this team. We don't cover them. We'll say whatever the hell we want. If we think Underwood sucks, he sucks. If we think that the team sucks, they suck. We'll we'll say it like it is. Go watch the Missouri Illinois watch party and see what I said at the end and see if I could be a beat reporter because I couldn't (laughs) because I don't care. Stupid. I'm going to look up Uh, something here real quick on Twitter. I want to find out how many beat reporters we have for this team. I'm not going to name any more names. Like I said, Jeremy Warner, I'm sure – Maybe someone, maybe Nick is a Jeremy Werner fan and he'll, people, he'll tell him about it. But 
you know, if he does, I, I, that was on me. It's his Don't first they name. Work together. Who? Who are you Who talking orders? about now? I don't even know. It might. Was I actually are talking? He's still conscious, dude. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Why do we have 400 people covering one team? I just don't get it. Brad Sturdy's another guy. You know, why do you need to co- actually? He does follow us. Shout out to him, even though I know that there's could be some differences involved. Um, let's see here. Jeremy Werner can confirm doesn't follow us. Calls Jeez. himself calls himself a a father and a husband. I don't know about that. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh boy. Uh, that was a joke. He uh-uh. gets it. His DMs are open. You want to you want to see if Jeremy Warner wants to come on the show? Nope. I agree. Uh, Alfonso Plummer's nickname is the Fonz. That's what I just heard. Really? That is what Joey Wagner confirmed. Joey Wagner did go on the uh, on on the program one time for us, but um, so I gotta since I'm he reading did. their Twitter, might as well say a couple things. A few more things that Underwood said. Here's the thing. Uh, this is a quote, Underwood, not me, Underwood, Underwood formerly on Thin Ice. I think Coleman Hawkins is going to be, quote, spectacular. I'm really pleased with Omar. And then he said BBV has become a defensive stalwart for us, a.k.a. Uh, Hawkins plays 15 minutes tomorrow. Payne plays 20 minutes. Whoops, BBV plays two minutes. Forgot he existed. <laughs> so that's what that means. Or he plays 35. Yeah, I and mean, he shows everybody why he should have been breakout player of the year two years ago. Scott Ritchie said, uh, Underwood said, Scott Ritchie tweeted that Underwood said that everybody says we got depth. We're going to find out how that works with Kofi unavailable. Sounds like a coach who's not very confident in his team and wants to make excuses, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Do you yeah. want me to, you want, did you see Underwood's quote in the presser about Kofi? No. We knew there were some issues with the player's trunk. There's nothing you do. You write it up, turn it in, and that was part of the reinstatement process. Then you wait and you do everything you can do. What the hell is that quote? What did did a robot come up with that for? I mean, come on. What are we doing? Correct. Robots. Yeah. So uh, I got her in. Yeah. What? Also, he said Jackson State was a team that knows how to win. They were eleven and zero in the slack, dude. What do you mean? Do they know how to? Do they know how to win against teams that don't stink? Apparently not. Which Illinois could? I mean, we don't know. It's unknown a little bit. We've all said maybe they're going to be better than last season. I mean, if Underwood's scared, I'm scared. That's all I gotta say. Is he scared though? I feel like he would say this about anybody. Mm. Like Chicago State, it'd be like, I mean, hey, you know, they got some guys there, dude. They're definitely not going to go like 0-50. No way. But, uh, you know, he's giving respect to the opponent. And uh, yeah. we've reached 45 yeah, minutes. I don't wondering. know why you're still stalling. Well, I was trying to kind of think about anything else <laughs> I wanted to say. Um, I feel like I've maybe said a couple of, uh, you know, things that I shouldn't have said about don't some worry. of the Don't worry. Nobody's going to get this late into our podcast. But the bottom it. line, I agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> the bottom line is that I wasn't trying to talk about the specific beat reporters, only a couple people that were made nameless who were absolute idiots. Um, but Jeremy Warner, like I said, total, total, you know, I first name that came to my head. You should actually be, you know, excited about the fact that the first name that came to my head when it comes to Illinois basketball beat reporters was you. Congratulations. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Just the idea of having a thousand beat reporters for a college basketball team is so stupid. I feel like, you know, come on, we don't need more than two. But you know, also we're we're doing a podcast on the subject that a lot of people do a podcast for. So I guess that's true. What the hell what the hell are we even talking about? I think we don't Um, need any more of these. Yeah, we might uh, we might lose the podcast after this one. Uh so (laughs) tomorrow night we will be live for the game, I guess. I think, right? So live and in person. That'll be on this YouTube channel, on the Twitter. That'll be on the um, Facebook. I have it scheduled right now to begin at uh, 6.45 tomorrow, around there for the pregame show. And uh, the game will begin at 7, allegedly. Um, allegedly. So, yeah. 
well, you know, it could be 702, it could be 703, the whole, the whole deal. But, um, yeah, we'll see you for the game tomorrow, I guess. And uh, the next episode will be the 74th, I believe, numbers-wise, as I think I think you programmed your dog to get You, you waited talking. too long. Like, it was fine. <laughs> you know, it's a tough one. But uh, episode 74 will be later this week, probably on Thursday or Friday during the day, to recap the Jackson State game and then go into the Arkansas State game. And then we'll have another watch party coming on uh, the 20. 20- Nope, the 15th. My date was completely wrong there. Let me pull up for the video viewers before we leave. Five-minute uh, rant. Well, you ha- put my dog overboard. You got to insert those occasionally. Um, I'm going to put up the watch party schedule for this month on the screen real quick for the folks that uh, don't know it. I put it behind us for some reason. What the hell am I doing? That was not very, uh, you know, slick. Professional. I don't even know how to do this now. Uh <laughs> Watch this. This is going to be a sweet move. Check this move out. Damn it, that didn't work. Yeah, okay, I tried. Whatever. Um, Just know that the watch parties are going to be back, okay? Just keep clicking everything. Maybe it'll show up. There we go. All right. All right. So we have one tomorrow. We have one Monday. Then I forgot the schedule after that. Guess you guys will have to <laughs> the Hall of Fame Classic. We're doing the Hall of Fame Classic games, right? Yeah, yeah. So that Unless is. I go. Well, it seems like a little close to this point tickets. to do that. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But as of now, tentatively, we have November 9th, Tuesday, the game tomorrow, the fifteenth against Marquette, and then the two Hall of Fame Classic games. Hopefully, they don't have to embarrass Kansas State on national TV. And uh, we will uh, see you probably Thursday or Friday to recap this game, preview Arkansas State. Uh, And go, team, go. And the season begins. Okay, we'll (laughs) see you tomorrow night. Go, Lani.